<sighs> We've had a busy day. Have you? What have you done today? Now, I was just staring at my window. And I realised, you know how I said there was someone living in the shed next door? Yeah. Yeah, well, lately I've noticed there's other people in the garden that I don't recognise. Ah. And now I've just realised there's a second shed. It's just hidden behind trees. And there's lights on in there. So I think they've got, like, another family living there. Gee, how many have they got there? I don't know. It's not, it's not exactly that big a garden. It's the same as mine. You see my garden. Yeah. Are they hiding illegal immigrants out there or something? Or are there white people? These, Could still be illegal. This other lot. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh. The kids should have been in school. That's all I'm saying. Perhaps they're homeschooled or shed schooled, I should say. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I should redo some shedding in my garden and just rent mm. it out to people. Or they're just gypsies that don't move around. <laughs> that doesn't work, though, does that it? That must have moved from somewhere, though. They weren't there before. Well, I doubt someone's lived in that shed for years. Yeah, it, it seems like a really bad one as well. Yeah, I can't imagine living in a shed particularly. I've, I've slept in one before, and it's have not... Have you slept in one? Yeah, yeah. Why were you sleeping in a shed? Because when I live in my own plant, they used to have people come for uh, weddings and Christmases and... There wasn't enough room, so sometimes you'd get put into the shed. <laughs> wow, okay. And beaten until, no, that didn't happen. Bullshit, it happened, man, it happened. And all kinds of things, you know. <sighs> that happened in that shed Yeah. when you were a child. Yeah, basically, I, I learned what a hoe was in a shed. So. I've, I've never been put in a shed to sleep. Like, sometimes we'd make up bedding and stuff in the living room floor. And all the kids were just sleeping there. Yeah. Which is, like, bad idea. You don't put loads of kids together no. at night time because they will not sleep. They will tell ghost stories. They will piss about. They will do everything but sleep. See, I was always the one that wanted to go to sleep, though. Mm. And you'd have to listen to people sodding stories, you know, and go on. I, I was the one that just wanted to go to sleep. I was one of the older ones that had to tell the stories sometimes. Well, when I got to the older age. Ah, really? Well, I bet you... Oh, God, you must have freaked them out, really. Yeah, I wouldn't tell them stories. I'd tell them anecdotes from my life, which would obviously be made up. <laughs> about, like, ghosts and stuff and getting trapped in cars and freaking out. It was fun. Yeah, that, that must have been fun for those kids as well. Yeah, they love me. Maybe that's why they love me. They don't want to scare me. But they don't want to scare me. They don't want to annoy me because I'll scare them. You, you can tell them creepy pastas now. I could if I spent enough time with them to tell them creepy pastas. <laughs> Yeah, I, I bet uh, that's what Tell Chris them does. to start listening to... Actually, they should not listen to this podcast. No. It's... Actually, they're older now. I mean, they could probably handle it. Yeah. Well, you've got to start them young, you know. But I don't want them knowing too much about my life. It's a problem with being famous, isn't it? <laughs> Us being famous. Really? 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 Yeah. yeah, exactly. We don't get paid to do this. We pay to do this. Remember that, Matt. Just remember that. Yeah. That's just how dedicated we are, though. Usually if you're famous, you get paid just for being alive. Yeah. We don't get paid jack shit. I really shouldn't think we should get paid for being alive. Maybe we should just start a GoFundMe to keep this going. I'd, I'd, I'd start a GoFundMe just to keep us alive, to be honest. Yeah, keep us fed. Yeah. Like, but don't GoFundMe. It's not like that people put money in an account for you and you can take it out whenever you feel like it. You have to set a target, don't you? And you have a set amount of time to actually get to yeah. that target. Like, would we ever reach a target? And what would our target be? Ooh. What are we worth? Below or above millions. <laughs> what are we worth? 
Um, Fiverr? Well, I think I'm worth a bit more than that. Yeah, no, if you think about me personally and all my assets and stuff, I have a lot of shit that costs money, so I should get some money out of it. I should, I should, Mm. I'm easily worth, I think, I'm taking a look around my bedroom now. I'm easily worth at least at least 500 quid. (laughs) Actually, no, I've probably spent more money on all the shit that I've got in here. I've got a few electronics, don't I? Yeah. I've got a couple of Cliff Richard calendars that would sell. Yeah, I'm worthless. I'm not going to disagree. This Mac's the most expensive thing I have, and it's very, (laughs) very old. Yeah, you could probably get a couple of quid for that. Yeah, to be fair, the TV's probably worth more than the Mac. The TV's your biggest, best asset then, I'd guess. Right now, yeah. And every, everyone wants a TV as well. Yeah, the best soul asset. And the stuff that you could put with it as well. What, all my DVDs? Yeah, and your stick thingies that you put in it. <laughs> <laughs> the sticks are only worth 30 quid. Still 30 quid. <laughs> and think of all the stuff you can get on there. I have so many products and candles and stuff and jewellery that I'd never wear. Have you still got that weed candle I got you? Yeah, no, the thing is it smells horrible but it looks lovely. Does so it? I'm probably never going to burn it. Well, I did burn it but it smells, well, because it's hash. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't actually smell very nice and it's all smoky. So it looks mm. nice so I'm going to keep it. Yeah. The thing is, you, what, you dig out the candle and then you can store, you know, your real stuff in there. <laughs> You get what I mean. This is why my younger cousins will not listen to this podcast. <laughs> I, I I was talking about something else. You know, I was talking about uh, a dildo. Again, this is why my younger cousins will not listen to this podcast. It's a small dildo you're trying to get in there. Yeah, it's tiny. Mm, well, that's your kind of thing. It's useless. That's why I'm storing it away. Ah, good idea. Yeah. Why do you have it in the first place if it's useless, though? <sighs> just throw it away. Yeah, maybe. But you know what I'm like with hoarding? Let's just say it was a gift. Oh, who the hell got you that? <laughs> who got me that? I don't know. It was Secret Santa gift. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so someone must have known me intimately. Are you sure you didn't find it somewhere? Like in a head uh, Who just like finds dildos lying around? Not me. Not me. And even if you found a dildo lying around, that literally could have been anywhere. Why are you going to pick it up and take it home? I don't. You you picked up that um, Paddington Bear thing, didn't you? That you gave to me. What little one? You found a little Paddington Bear somewhere and gave it to me at work. Yeah, it's still still hanging around. You didn't know where it came from. Yeah, but I gave it to you. It's not like I kept it. Oh God, you're not going to give me dildos. Yeah, you don't need to give me everything. I forgot time. about the small Paddington. I thought you were talking about the big one, and I was like, I was about to have a go at you saying, no, I actually paid for that shit. <laughs> no, no, I, I'd, I'd definitely talk about the small one, because he's on my bookcase. I can see him right now, actually. Is the big Paddy okay? Yeah, he's upstairs in my room. He sits on top of one of my wardrobes. I thought you stayed in your living room. I do, but I have big Paddington upstairs. I didn't realise he had a bedroom. I thought you lived in your living room. No, I do have a bedroom. I used to sleep in there. But now you sleep in the living room? Yes. Why don't you just sleep in your bedroom, which is for sleeping? Because I prefer the living room at the moment. So weird. True, true, true. But it's just the way I am. It's the way I roll. Bedrooms for sleeping, Matt. Yeah. But Everyone has a bedroom. 
Is it is this because of your your aunt and uncle like making you sleep in a shed and stuff? You don't think you're suitable for a bedroom? Yeah, I've, I've got very deep seated, no deep. Yeah, I've got very deep emotional problems, Tarman. Yeah, we need to start a GoFundMe for your counselling sessions. Yeah, well, you've got this podcast for your counselling. Yeah, that's what it tends to. Be yeah, yeah, for but you. it feels like you. I feel like you've got more deep seated problems than me. I just get angry a lot for no reason. And I get worked up, but then I get over it. I just think what happened in that shed should stay <laughs> in that shed. Jesus okay. Christ, what the fuck happened in that shed? <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. I really don't, do I? I learned so much about gardening. Just, uh. About gardening. Uh, while Matt goes and cries, I think I should put some intro music around about here. So you have like a couple of seconds to cry, Matt, and then we have to go back into this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Stuff. Are you done yet? No, just give me a few more minutes. Okay, so <laughs> should we should we go back to intro music again? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Brooks Deduction Podcast, where we talk about stuff. No, Enough. I'm I'm done now. I'm yeah. done. Okay, good. I'll try good, and cause... compose myself. Yeah, because we have to intro music twice. I mean, we have to pay royalties for the. No, we don't. We don't have to pay royalties for anything. Haha, <laughs> fuckers. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, well, they're not fuckers because they were nice enough to put up rights for music. Uh, the, the nice fuckers, then. Nice, wonderful fuckers. Yeah. I'm sure they fuck well, too. Yeah. 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 We're trying not to swear. <laughs> oh, us? Yeah, yeah. I started that one, so I'm entirely... Did we, did we say that we're going to try not to swear? I would make no such deal. No, no. To be honest, that's complete bollocks, to be honest. Yeah, I would never agree to such a thing. No. Nah. Swearing. Fuck that shit. Yeah. I, I, it makes things interesting, doesn't it, swearing? It just breaks up your sentences a little bit. It's like a comma for me. Yeah. 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 That's really bad that I, instead of... But then again, you've got Californians. Instead of a comma, they say like oh. all the time. So I think saying fuck is better than saying like constantly. Yeah. It's like, like, um, you know, like... Um, yeah. Like, yeah. I prefer to fuck than, than like. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Someone else who wouldn't. That's a terrible segue. She wouldn't like to... Really? Are you sure she wouldn't like to fuck? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Pro- probably she would. I don't know. Well... In a hot air balloon? What do you think? That might, that's probably it'll dodgy. It'll be an experience. It's like my whole... It's sort of like the my whole club. Yeah. More chance of falling out, though. Yeah, but it's a bit more spacious than airport to- um, airplane toilet, isn't it? Yeah. Be more comfortable. But it could be cold if it's in winter. Ooh. But who goes ballooning in winter? I never have. I, mean, I always do it in summer or spring. <laughs> you go ballooning? Yeah, all the time. Wow. Yeah, I've got one in my backyard. Do you take the shed people up with you? <laughs> nah. I think they're actually using, because they've deflated it because it's been winter. Uh, so I think they might be using it as like thermal, I should have just said blanket rather than, yeah. I think they're <laughs> actually just using it as a blanket right now. I don't know. You reveal hidden sides of you all, all the time on this podcast. Yeah. I, what else have I revealed? I need to remember to keep up with that lie. You had plastic surgery, didn't you? Oh, tons of it. I was actually albino. Oh, yeah. I, I, you were albino when we first met, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Now I'm brown. Remarkable transformation, I must yeah. say. I could have ended up orange. Like, come on now. I think it, it, the surgery turned out well. Yeah. yeah. You know, who, who wants to be orange? You'd look like an Oompa Loompa. Yeah, I know, right? Why do people dye themselves orange? Like, uh, yeah, you see some of that and they look properly ridiculous. You can't think that looks a good look. I don't understand how they think that could be attractive. And I know I'm no beauty, but you actually try to make yourself look like that? Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, a natural tan looks good, but Jesus, some of these people. I think just natural anything looks good. Yeah. Just be natural. Yeah. Don't overdo it. Like the people that always have all the hair products in their hair or the girls that just spend hours just caking their face in makeup every morning that layers a foundation and then like mascara and blush and mm. eyeliner. Yeah. I don't see why you would bother. Yeah. I'm all natural, so, you know, I'm just, you know. I'm all natural as well. I don't do any of that shit. The only thing artificial I do is straighten my hair, but that's purely because my hair's curly, and when it gets curly, it it gets knotty. Yeah. And then it all comes out when I'm brushing it, so it's just easier for me to handle if it's straight. So, you see, I haven't thought of getting a perm, then. Fuck that. I can't even deal with my curly hair. Mm. I'm not going to overdo it with a perm, am I? What about a mullet? I'm a little, I'm already business up front party at back, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I don't don't need like a proper mullet. You could do like, a proper like eighties, you know. I'm all about the eighties. I mean, if you speak to me, I sound like I was even old in the eighties actually, yeah, yeah. I'm mm. way beyond my years. Yeah. Tragic. I'm old fart. <laughs> I can hardly talk. <laughs> You're worse than me. Oh what? <laughs> hey, at least I engage sometimes with like contemporary shit. Look, I heard you talking about something you put in your TV, and you called it a stick. That's how old you sound. It's, it's actually I had, to, I had to correct you on that. It's a fire stick. I had to say, stick. listen, you know, that's not what we call it these days. It's a fire stick. Fire, that, that's exactly what I told you it was. I'm glad you're What are you on about? Are you trying to inception me? I'm, I'm trying to get into your mind. That's what I meant. Are you trying to inception me? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly d- it's not working, though, because, like, I've got audio footage. Have you? Yeah. You do as we record this podcast. Oh, fuck. You don't, do you? You don't record this. <laughs> Shit. The things I've said. Actually, I don't even say the worst things. It's you and Chris that says after. No, I think Chris actually says the worst things, but because he's got a jolly voice. Yeah. It doesn't actually sound that bad. Bet you regret recording that creepy pasta one, which turned out to be real dodgy. Well, Chris doing the pedo one. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was just like, I had to stop and it's like, do you not read these before you actually... <laughs> like, seriously, you don't even pick the research-heavy ones. You pick creepy masters. At least you can just read it beforehand. <laughs> I'm the one that had to stop you there. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I am not doing this. <laughs> when I have the moral high ground, you know you're fucked up. Yeah. Even Chris. for this podcast, that was... That was... God, that was too much. It's because it came out of someone's mind. Yeah. And probably a child, like a teenager... It's cool. very disturbing that yeah. disturbing that they're writing that. Like, where are the parents? Yeah, it's just, just wrong. Just wrong. Fucking Chris. Just ah, oh, maybe I'm glad you're gone. I'm glad you're dead. That's it. I've Chris, I've killed Chris off now. Yeah, I forgot, Matt. We killed you off as well. Shit. We Shit. kill off a lot of people. I'm mm. the only survivor. Ah, uh, the lone survivor. Lone survivor, lone wolf that has a Ouija board, apparently, because I'm speaking to Matt. Mm, that's... that's why it seems like you never go out and do stuff because you're always trapped in hell. Yeah. I'm oh, the one man. with the war stories. 
Yeah, but I'm with all the interesting people. Like? I'm with my buddies, like... Uh, Jimmy Savile. And I was about to say Joseph Fritzl, but then I realised he isn't dead yet. That kind <laughs> oh, of... God. I mean, like, one can hope. Yeah. That that, yeah. that that disgusting piece of shit just rots. Yeah. It's going to be a weird place if heaven accepts him. You know what? I don't understand the boundaries of heaven anyway, so... Yeah. Knows? I don't quite understand heaven. And also, like, the people there seem boring, so... The people yeah. that seem like they'd get there seem boring. You got. I'd rather be stuck in purgatory and just see the world. Yeah. Watch people. Yeah, purgatory. Yeah, you get kind of best of both worlds, then, don't you? Yeah. You can kind of get some of the nice things from heaven. Yeah, also... I've not done anything good enough to go to heaven. Not done anything bad enough to go to hell. So I think if there is like an afterlife, I'm in purgatory. Yeah. You sure there's not something you've done that's really bad? Yeah. You seem like the kind of person that would do something like that. Nah, oh, come on, I'm too lazy to do anything good or bad. Yeah, that's the problem like, all this murdering and stuff like that. So much effort, isn't it? I know, and then you have to try and, like, make sure you get away with it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'd get caught purely because I couldn't be bothered to tidy up after myself. Yeah. I mean, in theory, I'd know how to, but uh, I can practice. I'm just like, fuck it, I'm tired now. That, it's, that murder was exhausting. Yeah. I'm going to sit back with a cup of tea. And, like, you know, some digestive biscuits, or I might treat myself and do some bourbon, the chocolate Ooh. bourbons, oh. and um, and then I'll completely forget, and the body's just there rotting. Would the smell not be off-putting? Oh, I'd go home and have my tea and biscuits, wouldn't I? I wouldn't murder up my own house. No, no. That's just stupid. Although there was your cleaner. You murdered your cleaner, didn't you? No, you you keep saying that. I haven't murdered her. I think you did. I, I heard saw the her noises. the other day. You did. Uh, that was a ghost, Tom. No, because she was cleaning. A ghost can clean. She's non-corporeal if she's a ghost. Um, not not in my world. Do you know what non-corporeal is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you say so, it means are you going to be not corporeal. googling after this? She's not corporeal, and yes to the answer to googling. <laughs> is this, you, you could have just admitted you didn't know what it was. Like speakeasy, I had to quiz you. It was like. What? And then you were like, what is a speakeasy? I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. I, and I've been talking about it for like ten minutes. Fucking hell. Yeah, so what's non-corporeal mean then? It means go fuck yourself, Matt. I'm not your educator. You should learn this stuff at school. You should listen in school. Fine. Oh, he talks about fucking corporeals at school. <laughs> it means basically you can't touch her. Oh, that's bad for you then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should get to the fucking point. Yeah, ballooning. I like balloons. <laughs> yeah, you get the balloon fetish. Yeah, this is what I really want to talk I convinced you that we we're going to talk about Sophie Blanchard, but we're actually going to talk about balloons. Good, because like she has loads of names, so I don't know what to call her. Yeah. What was her real name? It was Marie Madeline Sophie Armand. Marie Madeleine Sophie Blanchard. That was her original uh, name. She got married to Jean-Pierre Blanchard, and that's where she gets the Blanchard name from. And that's where she got her interest in ballooning as well. Yeah, because her husband had a balloon fetish. It was all the rave in the 1700s. Yeah, they were up with those balloons, you know. Like, you know what the French are like? They're a bit wild, they so... Were, they were putting those balloons where they hadn't been before, you know. I'm yeah, telling yeah. you that. Uh, the arse to transport cocaine over flights. <sighs> no, they put in condoms, don't they, nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, it's not balloons, it's condoms. Okay. Well, they so swallow it sometimes, don't they? Uh, yeah, they swallow cocaine, the condoms and shit it out. Yeah. Or throw it up. I think it's easier if they throw it up, though. 
so it doesn't have to go through the stomach <laughs> and then all the intestines, and that could take hours. Haven't you got just got a load of puke-filled cocaine, though? No, because that's why they put it in condoms, uh, to protect it. Well, and like the condoms are ru- lubricated, so it's easier to go down. They really think of these things, don't they, these drug they, They're really smart. I don't think we give enough credit. Yeah, I think they should get away with it, just for pure... Yeah, and to be fair, like, if you ever thought about the business sense behind a drug dealer, okay, come on, the drugs are in demand because you can't just get them anywhere. And, like, they buy it and they can sell it for twice as much as they bought it for. 100% markup right there. Yeah. It's good business sense. Yeah. They're, they're the good guys, really, I think. Yeah. They're providing the public <laughs> with a service. Yeah. Up the drug dealers, yay. They're providing kids that didn't pay attention in school or life and have fallen into bad ways and have no qualifications, no means of getting a job. They're providing them with jobs. Sure, they get threatened and stuff, but so-so. It's part of life. Yeah, you know. I get threatened all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Walk into the cop, I get some old person threatening me, you know, waving their sticks at me, you know. Usually we get threats here because of, I don't know, insensitivity, getting something wrong about Richie Edwards. Yeah. Or maybe Elvis Presley. Yeah. And then I don't even go back and respond because I don't want to listen to the episode again because I don't know what I said five minutes ago, let alone what I said five months ago. Mm. Should we get back to Sophie Blanchard? Yeah, should we get back to the balloon porn? <laughs> Very little's known about her early life. Yeah, so this is going to be a short episode. We're already at like 20 minutes, though. <laughs> uh, we don't even know the date of her marriage to Jean-Pierre, but we do know uh, that he she wasn't his first wife. He had a first wife who he abandoned, and he also had four children with this first wife, so he's possibly a little bit of a shit. She, uh, his first wife later died in poverty as well, so... Yeah, he sounds like a good guy. Lovely, lovely man. Yeah. But who knows? We don't know their situation. Maybe he, she was having loads of affairs, maybe the kids weren't his. To be fair, he wanted to spend most of his time in the balloon, so... And sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, haven't you? If you yeah. want to be in a balloon, be in a balloon. Follow your fucking dreams, man. Follow yeah. your dreams. Yeah. You know... Uh, th- I'm sorry, I didn't need to put fucking in the middle of that. I mean... Yeah, totally. Why do I fuck everything up? Yeah, you just do. I literally fuck everything up. Yeah. Contemporary reviews of Sophie Blanchard described her as Blanchard's small, ugly, nervous wife, which is a bit harsh. But then later on, she gets described as being small and beautiful, which I don't quite... Because perception has changed of her. Yeah, um, I think when she took a solo career, she seemed to come into her own. Apparently, Sophie um, much more preferred being up in the air than being on the ground. She's quite nervous. Things used to scare her a lot. And she'd be startled by, like, loud noises or anything like that. But apparently she was amazing in the air, completely fearless. She was in quite a few accidents as well with her husband. I think she lost consciousness quite a few times while she was ballooning. And uh, one in particular bad accident left her mute for a while. So, you know, she'd been through a few scrapes in these balloons. But she kept, she still kept going up. No matter how many times she was in accidents. It's a bit like cocaine. Yeah, yeah, a bit like that, really. Mm. Just keep Full doing circle. it. Yeah, that's what addiction's like, really, isn't it? Yeah, I have my fair share of addictions. Yeah, balloon scare. No, you're the one with the balloon fetish, mate. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, my addiction oh, okay. to balloons. I just, you know. Oh, Burger King. All right, her first ascent in a balloon was with Blanchard in Marseille. 
on 27th of December 1804. The reason why Blanchard might have chosen to take his wife was he believed uh, that a female balloonist was something of a novelty at the time. And it would be kind of, you know, it would be an attraction. Yeah, good PR. Yeah, attention, basically, for particularly as they had financial problems at the time. He was quite bad business sense at that point. Unknown to him, uh, she would go on to like really enjoy the experience and she described it as an incomparable sensation. She then made several other ascents and eventually got to do some of her own. She was not, however, the first female balloonist but she was the first woman to pilot her own balloon and first to adopt it as a career. So she's um, a trendsetter in that sense. There had been others before her. Again, one of them was an opera singer, a bit like um, Julie, who we talked about last No, my Julie. One of the first was like, just went up with some male balloonist. So they, you know, they didn't really do it as a kind of career. She was the first proper one, I would say. Yeah, because the other people just did it for an experience where yeah. she was making a living out of it. And she continued to do so even after her husband. Yeah, they kind of sound like hangers-on, to be honest, some of these other ones. In 1809, her husband died, unfortunately, when he fell from his balloon in the hay. He'd had a heart attack. I don't know what effect this had on her, but she still continued, despite the fact that he died. It's quite brave in a way. I mean, if you've seen your husband die. Oh, was she there? I don't know whether she was, but if you know your husband's died in a balloon. Yeah, but also she she sort of had to at this point then because she had no other means of living. True. And her husband had died. Yeah, and if he had bad business sense, I can imagine he probably didn't have loads of money. No. So, um, but yeah, she uh, she particularly specialised in night flights as well, which not always the the easiest because you've got to have plenty of light. Because uh, you don't you don't have like an horizon to depend on, and you can't like see. Yeah, although to be fair, these flights weren't really long, so it wasn't. It's not necessarily essential, but it still make it more difficult. Her husband had experimented uh, with parachutes, and she continued this. This involved <laughs> parachuting dogs from her balloon. <laughs> the dog could land anywhere. Yeah, but that dog, he joined that. I think. Yeah, until we, like, you know, landed in the middle of a road and got hit by something. Horse and cart. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say cart, and then I realised that's 1700. <laughs> okay, unless he... What if we, like, landed in the middle of a lake? I mean, dogs can't swim. Dogs can swim? In the middle of, like, a deep lake. They can't swim. They can paddle. Some of them can swim pretty well, actually. Fine. Depends on the dog. What if he landed in the middle of a forest and a parachute is heavy and he's got the parachute and he can't really run anywhere and he just dies of starvation? That's a long death. Yeah, but he parachuted. Yeah, but he died. Shit horribly. happens. You're supposed to like dogs. Yeah, yeah. If anything happens to them, shit happens. <laughs> you wanker. <laughs> I'm joking, you idiot. <laughs> but that's why your dog sounded really sad. Yeah. Because you're a terrible father. I- I'm terrible to them. <sighs> Beat them. I throw them out windows. Fucking cock. Oh, actually, I'm going to get you parachutes. Do you do realize these listeners, you know what people are like. They can say anything you want about a human being. Do anything you want to a human being. The amount of people you've insulted. No one's cared. But now you're saying you torture your dogs. We're going to have the police <laughs> on our case. I, look, I do not torture my dogs. I know in one podcast episode I, I threatened to punch one of my dogs, but it did not happen. Bullshit. No, but I'm, I'm still getting parachutes for my dogs. Fucking inhumane, man. <laughs> I don't even like dogs. Ah, oh, 
I, I, I like them. I, it's for their own enjoyment, you know. No, it's for your enjoyment because you think it might look funny. <laughs> to be fair, one of my, well, the other dog's a bit big. He probably does fall straight down anyway. Anyway. Yeah, moving on. Um, but her main attraction uh, was fireworks. And even now this might seem a little stupid, but it was all, it was all part of the attraction for her. And it, it really sold quite well. She became really quite popular. And I can imagine it actually being quite a show in some ways. The, the reason why this was also different was most like at, at the aeronauts were making their reputations by demonstrating parachute jumps. But um, I don't think she was particularly keen on doing that. And so, yeah, the, the fireworks was... I'm trying to think of the word. You know, the pierre de resistance or something of her. Something like that. It's the spectacle of her show. It's the main... That's why people are going, basically. Main attraction. And uh, I'll come to this later on, but it would prove to be devastating later on, though. Yeah, probably because of fireworks, hot air, balloon. That could lead to many accidents that could end up being very volatile. It's not a good mix, but we'll come to that later. One of her kind of main rivals, actually, as an aeronaut, uh, or particularly female aeronauts, was her niece, actually. Oh, no, was it her niece? Uh, no, it wasn't her niece. Oh, it's someone else's niece. They had a, there was a family, the Garnerian family. Great pronunciation. Garnerian. Garnerian. Yeah, Garnerian. All right, smart ass. I'm just fucking reading it. It's phonetic. <laughs> oh. It's G-A-R-N-E-R-I-N. Go on about your fucking cartorials or whatever you were talking about earlier. <laughs> I'm going to get you, like, the word-a-day toilet paper. I'm going to learn French just so we can get over this. It's not even French. These are names. They're French names. Gone. gone <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> you just need to know how to read. Garnerin. <laughs> uh, his wife and daughter and niece all kind of were into ballooning and stuff she like that. Was it his first yeah. name as well? No, I'm not going there. Andre, Andre Jacques. Jacques, yeah. See, I can Jacques. say that. I can say Andre Jacques. Jacques. It's not Jack. Okay, Jacques. Then. But yeah, this guy's niece was Sophie's main rival. And they literally dominated the scene. If one of them wasn't at the event, the other would be. Blanchard may have given demonstrations of parachuting, but I don't think she was that keen. Because if she was a bit easily startled, I doubt she'd like parachuting. The problem, uh, again, as I said, they were still in debt at the time of her husband's death. So uh, she had to be quite frugal, and that meant choosing a fairly cheap balloon, which would probably be one reason why she died later on. She chose... Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, fuck. A woman that was alive in the 1700s died. I know, the people were thinking she was still alive and I've ruined it. Fucking hell, Matt, you've ruined everything. (sighs) What's the point of listening to the rest of this episode? To hear my pronunciations, come on. You got Uh, Actually, yeah, carry on, carry on. Let's see if I can massacre Napoleon. We're going to do Marie Antoinette next week. Fucker. (laughs) Yeah, she chose a hydrogen-filled gas balloon, and this didn't actually allow all that much room, actually. Ah, so you can't really join the Maha Cup in that. Yeah, it's just a tiny chair, basically, that she had to sit on. It's less weight. Yeah, and I don't think that you didn't have to, like, tend to a fire as well. You had to kind of attend to a fire and then try and fly the bloody thing as well. So it's quite difficult. I think that's why often husbands took their wives up with them in those days because they kind of needed the help. But because she was relatively quite a small person, quite light, 
she she really saved a lot of money actually on like the gas and stuff like that. She didn't need to use as much gas as other people did. But uh, she became incredibly popular. She became a favourite of Napoleon. And he appointed her to some role. I think it's something like the official aeronaut of the festivals or something like that, I think. She replaced some guy. Oh, she replaced um, that Garnerian guy. Because um, <laughs> he'd, uh, he'd uh, disgraced himself by failing to control his balloon. Um, that had been sent up in the air to mark Napoleon's coronation in Paris. So this is a big event and you don't want to fuck up in front of Napoleon. Don't think he was a cheerful guy. Although he did make jokes at this guy's expense, so he had a sense of humour, but I don't think he wanted to piss him off. Oh, he seems like a top bloke. Yeah, he did invade a few countries, so... No, but he seems like he'd be a right laugh. Yeah, he sounds like a real legend. He sounds like a riot. Yeah, proper lad. So, yeah, so she becomes the official aer- aeronaut. So she's at really at height of her game there. Interesting fact, he may, or possibly not fact, but uh, he may have made her uh, his chief air minister. Of I thought you were going to say chief mistress. <laughs> no, no. And I was like, ah, salacious. This role would have apparently involved drawing up plans for an invasion of England. Ooh. So she could have, you know, she could have invaded England at one point. She could have been the reason that we spoke French. Yeah. yeah. That makes no sense. Oh, God, I would have been fucking dead, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, but you would have had to learn it from birth. Ah. So you'd actually probably be pretty decent at it. Oh, yeah. Saying that, there's a lot of English people that I've met that their English is terrible. Yeah. I, I still think I managed to fuck it up, even if I did speak French all my life. Probably, and I'll be the one that's telling you know napoleon about you yeah you'd be yeah because he'd still be alive now wouldn't he well napoleon's descendant napoleon the 16th they all ended up in america <laughs> did they yeah they they quite a few of them went to america i think i don't know if well they... then again america is full of european immigrants they're Pretty all much. a bunch of immigrants yeah yeah yeah, Kick none of out. them are Native Americans. They're all a bunch of immigrants. Make America great again by and kicking out the immigrants. Even the Native Americans are immigrants, though. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, Everyone yeah. migrates. Yeah. To be honest, only I think Africans. Actually, true. you know what, Matt? Let's not get into it because the last episode we didn't talk about it, oh. so we're not going to talk about it now. The T word. Okay. The twat. That's the only T word we say is twat. Anyway, Sophie managed to trump this by. Um, Performing for Napoleon's 42nd birthday. <laughs> I was drinking water. <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know if that made sense, but I just wanted to get that word in there. <laughs> okay, you found a cheat. Let's continue. <laughs> so, yeah, um, she was in Milan for Napoleon's 42nd birthday, and, yeah, she, she went up, and, yeah, she frequently made a sense for Napoleon's entertainment. Yeah, she was really a bit of a performing monkey for him. But if it's what she liked doing, I suppose, there's worse things you could do. I guess. They had work they had like little dwarves and stuff like that, so these people yeah. so it's better than doing that. Yeah. Not, nothing against dwarves, but they were used for weird they purposes. Still are. Yeah. Like Britney Spears did it recently, didn't she? Even Lana Del Rey did in one of her videos. She had a little dwarf in it. You think I know? Okay. You don't know who Lana is. I'm, I'm more modern. I know who she is. I know who <laughs> she is. Because, like, uh, Lana and Yulia go on about her, and I just can't. It's like, I can't be bothered. I mean, she's so she's so fake. Yeah. 
She did really good few songs there. And then she went away. She's coming back. Mm. She's got a new song out. Like I pay attention to any music. Ah, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of more modern people. than people in music. That's it. I knew who Nicki Minaj was. Huh? I know who Nicki Minaj is. I've seen her Anaconda. Huh? Super. Have you seen I that? Haven't actually, I don't actually watch music videos, but um, I know the Super Bass and the Sharpig. Starships. <laughs> Starpig. <laughs> she did that song with Rita Ora as well. And she also did a reality TV show, one of the X Factor ones, I think. One of okay. those ones like that. I haven't got a fucking clue what you're talking about now. So, so exactly. Sure. I'm more modern than you. No, you're trying to overshadow me now. So. I know who Little Mix are. Oh, God, I hate them. Ugh. Who else exists? No, I said, I'm out of What here. about Blue? They're, they're modern. <laughs> to be fair, they came back. True. They had a reunion. They went to Eurovision. They got number 11. Ah, did they? <laughs> I think it was something like number 11. Their mothers must I have think, been so I know proud. it's like one of the highest ones we've gotten recently. <laughs> so that's why I remembered. Oh, that must have been amazing. So that must be the highlight of their career. Yeah, but then again, if you think about it, Eurovision, or the whole of Europe plus Australia is involved... And they all watch it. So it's good advertising for yourself. So I don't understand why many more artists aren't, you know, chomping at the bit to do it. Why are we scraping the barrel? Is it that guy Humpledink did it, didn't he? Who? Humpledink. Ernest Humpledink. Or whatever he's called. You've not heard of him? What are you on about? Oh, you haven't lived, Tarmin. I know. Like, we were talking about it, how I'm going to buy a DVD instead of going out and becoming an anti-war photojournalist. We talked about it last week, Matt. Do you yes, not remember? Yes, I mean, I know it was a week ago, but it still feels like, you know, a couple of hours ago to me. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to take photos of pigeons. Yeah, with my iPhone. Yeah. I was going to say, photography has actually died because you don't do the developing. Everything's just there. But you know what? That's a conversation for another year. Yeah. Let's continue. Yeah, because we've got to talk about Sophie. Kind of carrying on with this theme of her being a, like a performing monkey, she did these ascents for his marriage, for his son's birth, and the son's baptism. <laughs> so, yeah. So, she... wouldn't you get tired of like the same entertainment? Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing you can't really do much different in a balloon. You know, it's up, no. go a little way. And that's coming from a person that does the same thing every year for her birthday. Yeah. It's like, that, I'm, I'm thinking that's too samey. Also, fireworks get very samey, to be honest. They do. You know, so you're seeing the same fireworks. I, I can imagine the pony getting a bit bored after a while. I guess ballooning at the time was still a novelty. Yeah, but even I even though, like the third, fourth time, you'd be thinking, I've seen this all before. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Or maybe he just wanted to be cool in front of everyone else. Maybe it's for the other people. I'm assuming different group, people got invited to the uh, different events. Yeah, should move on now. She also travelled around the world as well, or around Europe at least, I should say. Uh, she did performances in Naples as well for Napoleon's brother-in-law. So he didn't just extend it to his family. Then Louis the Eighteenth, I think, though, was restored to the French throne, and Blanchard once again put her entertainment skills to her magic, and she ascended in her balloon once again. And this was part of his return, so the triumphal procession. Yeah, Matt, can you please tell me where she ascended from, please? I really want to hear you say it. <laughs> Pont Neuf. Okay, yeah, carry on. I've heard this. Yeah, oh, okay, so, yeah, okay, carry on. So, ha. ha, I I thought you were going to do it really stupidly, but that's all right. Did you want me to name the city? Because that's the difficult one. What's the city? Paris. (laughs) I said it. You should be proud of me. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Here she became the official aeronaut of the Restoration. So she had quite a few titles, but none of them particularly important, I would say. Yeah, they're bullshit titles. Yeah. But she's getting rewarded for doing something she loves. To us, they mean nothing, I guess. Yeah, to her, they'd mean the world. Yeah. And as I said, she became known throughout Europe. Wherever she was, whether she was in Frankfurt or Naples or Rome, the crowds would gather around to see her. She was actually apparently a cause of a poor reception for an opera because the whole city decided to go see her in her balloon rather than go to the opera. Well, the opera is on every night. Yeah. Also, there's so much screaming you can take from an opera and... Because that's what they mainly tend to do, I think. I think it's a bit more than screaming. <laughs> People focus on the screen, screaming, but there's other things. Yeah. It's quite very popular in Italy, I understand. Which travelled from Rome to Naples, which it doesn't sound like far, but it's still pretty far for the time, I think. And on a balloon in the time. She did have to stop it halfway through. She actually fell asleep during that journey as well. Although she may have actually lost consciousness. She claimed to have fell asleep, but... It could have just been her uh, falling unconscious. So she actually, during this particular trip, she got caught in a hailstorm. Hailstorms can be pretty nasty sometimes. And she's a scary cat. Yeah. I did did hear something about um, why they didn't, they didn't like taking um, women up in air balloons before. Because they were worried about... Yeah, well, not just that. They were worried that um, their delicate bodies wouldn't cope with it. They was oh, worried God. their bodies would explode or something. <laughs> but they're okay to have rough sex with and, like, beat and yeah, do all that stuff too. Yeah. Weird. And that, rape and yeah. murder. Yeah. Yeah. And assault. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. She did do something. I would have I, I would have been thinking pretty cool. Uh, she actually crossed the Alps by balloon. I can imagine that actually being pretty cool. As in the French Alps? Yeah, I think so. Well, it go, the Alps go between French and Italy, don't they? So. so the whole of the Alps? I'm not sure about the whole of the Alps, but some of the Alps. Oh, but that'd okay. still be pretty cool. That's a pretty well, nice Well, it'd be start. cool to see, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this was quite cool because the temperature dropped so low that um, she started, icicles started to form on her hands and face. So maybe not that brilliant. She also get like um, altitude sickness, I think, at that level, and she get nosebleeds and stuff like that. So it might not have been as much fun as we kind of thought it was. It's only in April as well, so. But it was the Alps. Yeah, it does get a bit cold up there. Just a bit. Yeah, one of her near scares was in on the twenty first of September, eighteen seventeen, uh, when she was on a flight from Naples. This was her fifty third flight, so she'd done this loads of times. And she accidentally thought a marshy field would be a safe landing spot. (laughs) And uh, it wasn't. And her balloon kind of got caught in a tree. And uh, this caused the uh, chair just to kind of tip over. She was kind of thrown out of the balloon and entangled in the rigging. And uh, she ended up in the water of the marsh and could have drowned if people hadn't been nearby to help. So... That's a narrow escape. I haven't been nice drowning in a marsh. She carried on doing it. Yeah, but, you know, she she knew the risk, so... Um, but she was also um, quite kind. She sympathised for a woman who was running a shelter for fallen women and offered to donate any money she made from one of her cents to this venture. However, the person in charge of the... Uh, shelter decided she could not accept because she didn't want Sophie to risk her life just for 
this shelter. Are you going to name check the lady that was in charge of the shelter? Marie. Yeah. Therese. Dave. Just Therese, man. Why did you... I think you're trying too hard now. Lemore. <laughs> Wait a minute. Le Amorous. No, it's Marie Theresa de Lamorous. <laughs> How did you say it then? Say it again. Marie Theresa de Lamorous. <laughs> okay, the Cockney way of saying it, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I think I managed to get through that all right. Now, um, unfortunately, we're going to come to her death. There's a the, quite, quite a sense of foreboding on this night, apparently. She was. She had been warned many times, apparently, that using fireworks and their exhibitions was incredibly dangerous. And this night I'm in sorry, particular... wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She had to be warned. Yeah, I mean... Did she not already figure that out? I think she might have probably known that. I mean, you got to remember, they might not necessarily know that back then. Common sense does not prevail. Yeah, but we tend to see common sense as being what common sense is now. It might not necessarily have been common sense back then, necessarily. Mm, if you say so. Obviously, to us, it's common sense. But, um, yeah, she was in the Tivoli Gardens in Paris, and she was doing a show for everybody, and she had descended, but unfortunately, her hydrogen-filled balloon caught fire. And she got caught in the net and she kind of just fell, basically, and fell to her death. It's quite sad in a way. She'd apparently been very nervous before starting the ascent. So uh, apparently she did say to someone uh, that this would be the last time that she was going to do it. But it, it, it sounds a bit sad in that people were, like, telling her not to do it, but other people were telling her to do it. They were kind of, like, egging her on. They just wanted a show. Yeah. I didn't they didn't care really about her care welfare. about whether she died. And what's also sad is this display was actually probably one of the most impressive shows she put on because there was a lot more pyrotechnics. It's a lot more fireworks and fire, I guess, than she'd usually use. Because um, I heard the balloon was like illuminated by baskets containing Bengal fire. And so this would have been like, this would have been really colourful and quite, quite nice to look at, I think. Also, I don't think what helped was that her balloon was like carrying a white flag it was carrying dress she had a white dress on there with like <laughs> a massive white hat as well with like ostrich plumes like they're gonna kind of catch fire pretty quickly i think as well ostrich plumes yeah Jesus Christ. you know that's, that's quite decadent i think it didn't help that this night um the wind was blowing quite heavily and the balloon was just like is struggling to like rise and so she had to kind of, what's called shed ballast. I think that's shedding weight, isn't it? If I remember. Right. Shed ballast? Yeah, that's what, what what the technical term is about. I guess. Um, but yeah, she managed to... I'm not to a get... balloonist, I'm afraid, so... Oh, well, I should be, so, you know. I like balloons, so... Yeah, she managed to get, like, a, a little bit of lift, but unfortunately it just got pushed into the trees by the wind. And she managed to get above the tree chops and she began this, you know, wonderful display. But all of a sudden, the balloon's suddenly on fire and people were trying to help her. People were trying to shout up instructions, but there's a lot of noise and stuff like that. The crowds were very loud. To so, be honest, a balloon, a flaming balloon in the air, like no amount of instructions is actually going to help her in that situation. I mean, because there's not. no way to put it out in the air. And the oxygen is going to just fuel the fire more. Either way, you're going to have to try and get out of that balloon somehow, and that's going to be dangerous. She's never going to come out of it too well, I don't guess. 
Because I, I think also, I think what didn't help, I think some of the people at the show didn't realise also that the fire was, wasn't was like part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so that happens though. They, they were all, it's like, you know, when people like um, comedians die on stage or something like that. Yeah, and they think they it's, think it's an all big, Yeah, so they were like kind a of magician all, they were, trapped yeah. in a box. They were all kind of like cheering and applauding and thinking, oh, this is great. Well, she was fucked, basically. Yeah, and escaping gas was burning and gas, fire, doesn't work well, I'm told. Yeah, and she just, she wasn't able to get any, like, lift whatsoever. So just slowly, I think, started to plummet towards the ground. She was able to slow the descent a little bit, but it, it just wasn't enough in the end. Also, rumours were that she'd gripped hold of her chair so much that she burst several arteries at the time. So that sounds quite painful. I'm not even sure that's possible, actually. I've burst blood vessels before. I mean, how much different could it be? These are proper arteries, though. I know, but if you can, if you can see your arteries in your hands, that means they're easy to get to. So if your skin yeah. is thinned anyway... Yeah. And... It's like when a woman's giving birth, they're a lot stronger than they would be and they break their husband's arms. True, true. Like, you know, don't know what the stress or the panic of a situation is going to do. People have unknown strength. Like, women, like, saving their kid from a burning car or something, they manage to do incredible things. Yeah. They tap into strength they didn't know they had. Yeah. I suppose it's possible, man. Despite that, Ruby, apparently she's quite calm during it all. I'm not sure that kind of... If you're wringing it, if you're holding your hands that tightly. I think it's more panic. I mean, yeah. she didn't, might not have screamed or shouted, but some people panic so much, they panic themselves into silence and they're frozen. Yeah. To be also, if, if you're like that high up as well, how can you tell what she looks like? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, she struck some rooftops of her house and the balloon was stuck on the roof of the house and she would have survived if that, if that had been it, but the ropes of the balloon had kind of just got burnt, and that was the only thing really, I think, keeping her in the air. And she just fell out of the balloon and onto the roof and into the street below. And you're not going to survive that. That's quite a blow you're going to take. And yeah, and she just she fell pretty much straight onto this the slanting roof of the house. She was a goner, basically. Yeah, apparently she was taken up. A shattered corpse, it says. It's kind of a lovely image, isn't it? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Apparently, she did, uh, some people said she did try and cry out, help me, or something like that before she died, but... It's a bit late. Yeah, and though people did crowd around to try and assist her when she'd fallen to the ground, she was pretty much already dead. She wouldn't have survived much more than 10 minutes, they, they think, because so. she, she pretty much broken her neck as well. Even if she'd lived, I don't think there'd be much point in her living, really. Yeah, some people... There is a fate worse than death. We all know it. Yeah. Yet assisted suicide is limitedly available. Yeah. I think they determined that, unsurprisingly, it's the fireworks attached to the balloon. They'd been knocked out of position. I think they got set off a bit earlier than she had wanted them to, and that's what kind of started it off. Got into the fabric of the balloon and just... Yeah, so it's quite sad in a way because she's doing what she loved doing and it's not a nice way to go. Even if you do kind of say she's a bit crazy for doing what she was doing. If she enjoyed a life and she managed to do what she loved and died doing what she loved, isn't that the best way to die? 
Yeah, that's what I, I mean, think. I'm sure it's a nasty death that she died doing something she loved. When people talk about her legacy at the time, there was quite some dismissive people, like, particularly some of it's quite misogynistic, like, you know, it's like a woman rising above her station, stuff like that. And there's a general sense that, oh, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't let women in control of air balloons and stuff like that. You know, like how you have people saying, you know, women shouldn't be able to drive these days and stuff like that. Yeah, they should only be in the kitchen. But there's there's a general like sense. A lot of people like get aviation in general. They just thought it was crazy. You know, you're just testing the limits of, you know, you're breaking laws of science basically, and it's just it's a foolish experiment. You're going to die. But these people contributed. You know, in the end, they did what they wanted to do. They experienced thrills that these people probably never experienced. I'm all for it, to be honest. Yeah. They advanced aviation technology, you know. Yeah, they did. They were pioneers. They got remembered for something. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have half the technology that we have available, readily available to us. Yeah. People like them, not just them specifically, but people like them. You know, it's a bit of a gamble. You know, you're going to live dangerously. If everyone was always safe, we'd still be living in caves. Yeah. At the end of the day, she did 53 flights, at least, that we I know of. Well, not I know of, that people know of. She's done it successfully for many years. Yeah, it's not like it was her first rodeo. Yeah. I know, at the end of the day, I just think it's better to be take that gamble if it's something you really love. Yeah, mm. you might die, but equally, you're advancing something, you're contributing, you're pioneers, you know. I just love the idea that people kind of said, you know, we want to fly, basically. And they go ahead and do it. Yeah. You know, you see a bird in in the sky and you say I want to do that as well so you build a plane or something like that I think that's pretty incredible to be honest it is and yeah I, I, I really admire like people like Sophie and I think yeah it's a bit stupid having fireworks in a perhaps yeah movie. that was a bit thick but she was putting it on a show people enjoy it it's what made her famous so and she had done it 53 times so yeah She's doing what she loved. Yeah, and she knew the risk. She'd had incidents before. She knew the risk. Yeah. She'd continue doing it. Also, it's her decision. Also, if she preferred being up in the air as well, she's much like, you can get killed on the ground, you know. Yeah. Could get knocked over by a horse and cart, you know. Exactly. It's like the smoking thing whenever people criticise you. It's like, hold on a second, I can get hit by a bus. Does that mean I shouldn't walk on the roads? Yeah. Does that mean I should take taxis everywhere? You can die doing anything. Yeah, if, I, if I'm smoking, maybe I'll die in, like, 50 years' time. But if I'm walking out on the street, I could die tomorrow. Yeah. Live your life. Don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. That's what you should do. Because you don't, might not even be around. Yeah. I think this is probably her, her best way to go. I mean, sure, it might, must have been painful. But if she's going to go, it might as well be in the air. It sounds like she died quickly. It's pretty merciful, I suppose, in some ways. Yeah, she could have burned alive. Yeah, that that's a much worse way to go. Yeah. Could have been like Joan of Arc. Well, she could have lived after that. Yeah, burns and stuff like that. Burns, and if her neck was broken, I mean, spinal injury, could have mm. been crippled. I mean, she'd be like an invalid and she wouldn't be able to do the one thing that she loves. She's already lost her husband. She has no children. Yeah. And she All she's going to get is people's pity. Who wants to live for that? Yeah, and she wouldn't be able to balloon anymore. I'm not sure if you said that. So Yeah. She, I said she wouldn't be able to do what she loved anymore. Yeah, I kind of glazed over. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, I, I really like kudos to her. I think she's a really kind of, you know, I, I really like these kind of 
And also, uh, the French, they did a lot in terms of kind of aviation. They were real pioneers there. So congratulations to the French. You're loving the French the last couple of weeks. I know, I know. I, I, and you picked two women back to back as well. Yeah. I don't know. Is it because of the International Women's Day? No, that's just a that's slight the stories, to be honest. Was, there's not been a movie about her, has there? No. But Amelia Earhart, who just goes missing and has died, how often do we see her in the yeah, press? And... That's the problem. Like, you, if she was American, if Sophie Blanchard was American, they might have made a movie about her, possibly. But I, I really like her, to be honest. Yeah, she lived life with lots of fears, yet with somehow fearlessly. Yeah, and you know, she. I think she led the way for a lot of women. You know, yeah. in aviation. Yeah, she right? actually did stuff. Yeah, you don't really think of female pioneers in the seventeen hundreds. Not really, no. Um, as we said, like a lot of the other kind of women that had gone up in balloons were really they were accompanying people. Yeah, by and large, and she's like the first to really do a proper, make it her own thing. Yeah, we we remember this woman. I probably won't after I finish editing, but, I mean, it's been nice. It's been nice. Oh, well, I mean, I might just remember because of the way she died, but I'll still uh, try yeah, and remember. Oh, yeah, but I might remember that. I'll still try and remember for what she did. I wouldn't have liked to have been poor around this time, but I would have loved to have done something like that, ballooning. Yeah. Because it's going to be so cool. I don't know. I just fear the elements, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because I tend to be a person that I'd rather keep my two feet on the ground. But then again, if you're up in the air, no one else is there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've just had some like, fascination with hot air balloons for some reason. Mm. I don't know. It's just balloons I, of all kind. They just, you know. I always used to want to fly a plane because, you know, that um that TV show that was on when we were a kid, Come Outside. Yeah. I always used to want to learn how to fly one of those little yeah. planes because of that. I love, like, the early kind of planes as well because they're kind of... <laughs> they're, like, made of wood, planks of wood and, like, yeah. really uh, material that isn't durable. And they probably go, like, two miles an hour. I wouldn't like to probably fly them, but they do sound proper kind of... <laughs> yeah. You know. I Also, I, I, I'm not sure... I think I told you ages ago there's this one French guy who was trying to fly across the English Channel. He crashed. And he's so like French. He just he was just sat there smoking the cigarette, waiting to be re- rescued. Wasn't that's like, fucking badass. That's not like it's not like panicking. Oh, how am I going to survive? He's just sat there smoking. I mean, uh, what's the point of panicking? Yeah, you're just going to work yourself up into a frenzy, and you might end up killing yourself. Yeah, by trying to do something stupid to get out of the situation you're in. Yeah, I mean, the I, best thing to do is to sit and wait for rescue. Yeah, I mean, I hate pandering to like stereotypes, but. That does sound so typically French in some ways. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Sophie Blanchard. Sophie Blanchard that flew high and burned low. That was in bad taste. Yeah. Too soon. She doesn't have any descendants, though, so I'm not really going to be hurting no. anyone's feelings. And if she did, those descendants wouldn't know who she is. Yeah. So we're all good. Like, if she did, people would have, like, criticised her for leaving your kid, you know, alone. While you... Yeah. But I think, I think you'd be, you'd, they'd be proud of their mum, you know. Depends on how young the kids are. Ah, uh, yeah, I suppose. Like if they were more older children, they might be all right. But younger kids, they sort of do need at least someone in their life because they've already lost their father. Yeah, true. But I like the fact that this is a woman that was actually selfish. Not as in, like, a bad way. She didn't have kids. Yeah. So she could 
And then she, I don't know if that was the reason, but, but so she could live her own life. Yeah. And without affecting anyone. Also, I think she so could have easily just gave up after her husband died. Yeah. But she kept going. She got the kind of the buzz of it, I suppose. God, it's right loving for Sophie, isn't it? Yeah. We need to stop doing these, like, memorials for the, all these dead people. We've been far too nice to people. We've done it for the past month. Yeah. We did Bass Reeves. We did Josephine Baker. We did, <laughs> what's her name? Julie. Julie. My Julie. My Julie. <laughs> we did my Julie. And now we've done Sophie Blanchard. And, by the way, people, um, calling her my Julie is because we got really upset after we finished the recording that we didn't make an Ali G joke about my Julie. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I feel like the last few weeks we've been a bit too kind of lick arsy. These kind yeah, of. Yeah, I know. We should do something else next We need time. someone we can criticise, really. Yeah. Who Who is there who, out who there right now? Who in this world could we actually po- possibly criticise? That we could now? just criticise non stop, you know. I yeah. can't think of anyone from the top of my head, actually. Because yeah. I, I feel like, you know, everyone, doctors, nurses, Members of governments, heads of states, royal families, I think they're all wonderful. Yeah. I just, yeah. I think, I think we should have a go at, I don't know, um. Bernie Sanders? No. People. Look at him always sitting around and being nice. No, people volunteering for charities. Oh, the. Oh, those wanks. How selfish is it for them to try and make themselves feel better? There's everything that's wrong with the world, don't you think that? Such dicks. Yeah. Touched it. And Bernie Sanders, God, wanting, you know, there to be equality. What a I know, dickhead. right? What a cock. And, like, Jeremy Corbyn trying to block the Conservatives' bill that stops 18 to 22-year-olds getting housing support because it would leave people homeless. Yeah. What kind of a dick move is that? I know, he's such a twat, that Jeremy Corbyn, isn't he? He just, you know, he just he doesn't like the Tories. He doesn't want them to do their things. But you know who is great? Who? Theresa May raising national insurance. Oh. It's just, that's just so heartwarming, that. Yeah. Yeah. She's a woman of the people. Yeah. That's, that's the news we all wanted to hear, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah that's it what... was so heartwarming reading that. Yeah. And that Corbyn criticised her. Even Cameron criticised her. Oh. Like, what dicks? It's a woman. She's pioneer. She's like Sophie Blanchard. She's a pioneer. <laughs> I think I took it too far, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You kind of, <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of just insulted Sophie Blanchard then. I'm so sorry, Sophie Blanchard. That was worse than the joke I made about you dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the joke about her dying is worse than being compared to a Tory. <laughs> no, 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 no. Being compared to her a Tory is worse because she died ages ago. Yeah. I know people say that sometimes I say stuff too soon. I'm pretty sure it's not too soon. I don't know. I think 17, whenever she died, you know. I didn't actually mm. mention when she died, did I? She died in on the 6th of July, 1819. Ooh, 1819. Wow. Yeah. About 200 years ago. Ooh. Yeah, too soon, Tarmin. Tarmin, really glad to give it, you know. 198 years ago and it's still too give soon. Give it a couple more years at least. <laughs> <laughs> so you make it an even 200 yeah okay sorry you know what that means i can't actually air this episode till 2020 now oh oh just just to add a little more she made 67 balloon ascents that's that's the precise amount she made 67 yeah she had about 50 francs to her name i think Fifty thousand francs 
So that's quite a lot. That's that's yeah, that's a lot of money. Sounds like a lot. Well, she got rid of the husband though. Yeah. And he was the one that was shit with the money. Yeah. And her, her tombstone was apparently engraved with the epitaph, uh, victim of her heart and intrepid intrepidity. <laughs> intrepidity. Yeah. Are you sure? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Intrep. Okay. Intrepid. I can't. I don't. I can't. I can't pronounce words anymore. <laughs> I, I used to be able to hard. as well. No, the thing is with me when it gets uh, the later it gets in the day, the less I can pronounce words. Yeah. Like I was out with Lana last night. I kept getting her name wrong, or saying it weird. Yeah. Yeah, and you know it's almost midnight, so well, it's technically not almost midnight. It's just after eleven, but it's almost midnight in my eyes. Yeah. It's closer to midnight than ten o'clock. So. True. True. True words have never been said before. Telling the time with Tarmin. <laughs> yeah. That's a new segment for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is now quarter past 11 p.m., not a.m. But to be fair, even if it was a.m., I'd still be quite tired. Yeah. Not going to lie. <laughs> anyway, um, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I don't think so. Other than that, we love Sophie. Yeah. Other than that, like, I do not take back that joke because it was quite a good one. <laughs> and we should have laughed instead of regretting it immediately. Let's own our fuck-ups, okay? I cannot laugh at poor Sophie. She died ages ago. So what? You're Respect not laughing at her, you're laughing at the joke. I... She lived her life with joy, and I'm ending it with joy. Yeah, by going on about her bloody corpse. I said the... Bl- <laughs> yeah, actually. I didn't specify whether it was the balloon or the corpse. I just said it was flaming and on the ground. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm offended for Sophie. Were you her boyfriend? Relax. <laughs> I will defend her honour. You can't even defend your own honour. True, true. But I didn't have any honour to begin with, so kind of... True, true. Doesn't make much difference then, does it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think... We've dragged this on quite a fair bit. Yeah. This was supposed to be quick, Matthew. That's your fault. How's it my fault? I kept to the facts. I, I just, you know. Whose who's, who's laptop malfunctioned in the middle of it? Uh, possibly mine. There's no possibly. I, I think it was resting for a little bit, to be honest, you know. No. <laughs> there was no possibly about <laughs> it. And, and whose friend had to give him a call at nine o'clock? Mine. Mine. Yeah. Well, you could have gone to sleep for an hour or so. I was, like, sleeping when you texted me, when are we starting this? And I was like, ah, I forgot about this. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, I've got laundry to do, like, literally. At so 11 o'clock sh- at night. Yeah, I put it in when your friend called. I don't know. Late night laundry. This is how I roll, brother. That could be another this segment. This is how I roll. I'm coming up with loads of segments for this podcast. <laughs> really shit segments. <laughs> 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 really shit segments no one's going to want to listen to and I'm not going to want to record. True, but that's the fun of it, you know. Go fuck yourself, Matthew. This is pure art. We don't do it for, like, an audience. We we just do, you know, we do it for ourselves. We? I'm not editing those shitty segments. You can figure out how to edit those (laughs) shitty segments if you like. It's up to you. You can deal with it. Go on. No, we'll just do a whole podcast. Remember the Loch Ness. Remember the Loch Ness. (laughs) Okay, we won't do Tell the Time with Tarmin. <laughs> okay, or good. the other one, I can't remember what I just thought of. <laughs> we should do le- Learn Roman Numerals with Matt. I did it. I got them all right. 
all fun. What? And she was like, go oh, learn French lessons with that. Yeah. That's going to work. Did you not learn any French? At infant school. What do you mean infant school? At infant school. As in nursery? No, at infant school. Nursery. Nursery's the next bit up. Um, no, nursery's first, then it's infant school. No, it's not infant school. No, it was infant, infant, it was infant school. It was infant no, school. No, it's primary school. Is it called... Do you know what an infant is? Do you know what? Do you know why it was called infant school? Why? Because my school had infant school in the title. Infant schools before primary school. Infant schools year one and two. Primary school is including year one and two. No, it's not. Where the fuck wasn't, did you go to back, school? It wasn't back then. Well, it certainly yes, wasn't it was. at our school. You're, you're a year older than me. What do you mean back then? It wasn't at, it wasn't at our school. We had um, nursery, there infant school. There was something wrong with your childhood. No, there wasn't. It was a perfectly good you, childhood. There was the nursery, better way of doing it. and then there was primary school. No, there was not. It was nursery, infant school, primary school. No, no. In fact, are you telling my, me my you primary went, school you, had the nursery school in it. Are you telling me you went from year one to year six all in one school? Yeah. I went from weirdo. nursery to year six, You're a complete all in weirdo. one school. That's yeah. That, that's not the way people do it. Yeah, it is. Oh, you Londoners, you just. I went from nursery to year six. London's and then just... I went to secondary school. London's just so strange. You just do things all weird. How is it strange? And then secondary school, year seven to year eleven. No, no wonder you end up being, you know, godless sodomites and stuff like that. God. It's so weird, Matt. Your life is so weird. Almost everywhere else in the country no, does it. That is so weird. Nursery, Why do you need to go school. to so many schools? Like, what the fuck? Where are you getting this money from? Because you have you guys different are talking levels. about immigrants coming and taking your jobs. Where is Infants? all this money coming from for all these different schools? Sort yourselves out. It's the schools. Shut down some of the schools. Chill the fuck out. <sighs> <sighs> Anyway, I went to infant school. <laughs> and I will, def- I, got I will defend infant schools till my death. <laughs> oh my God, no. No, just primary school. Just you wait until we get to the next podcast and infant schools are all I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> it's primary school. Infant. My primary school had my nursery to year six. Oh my God, that is just... All in one... Well compound all those kids mixing jesus no they kept us separate no way that, that's just we had that's separate just playgrounds how's it wrong it's just, it's just nursery deep. had separate playgrounds from reception reception had separate playgrounds from year one and two and then the other upper upper years were together no no it's just it's just it's just wrong the fuck it's just, i don't know it's in london wrong with your your childhood's so weird no it's God, london it's so weird you're just the kind of hotbed of depravity you know, and it, start, it your starts life. at your, your primary school. Your life is so school. fucked up right now. Oh my God, the shed and now this. My God. My God. You, did, I... you didn't get to know the joys of infant school. Oh my God, stop saying You just it. stayed in one school. Stop Your whole childhood. It. Stop saying it. I feel so sad for oh you. Oh my God, shut the fuck up. Infant school. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut, shut up. up. Shall not. Shut up. This is the most heated we've ever gotten before. I know. Of all the things we could get angry about, <laughs> it's whether it's infant school or primary school. 
school. It's infant school. It's primary school. <laughs> it's infant school. Oh, God. Okay, we really need to turn this off because it's gone on far too long. Yeah. All right. So, listeners, I'd like to say goodbye and hope you enjoyed the life of Sophie Blunt. Sophie? Sophie Blanchard. <laughs> and Matt has just messaged me infant school. The one time he figures out how to message on Skype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, listeners, um, we hope you enjoyed it and goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from everyone else. Yeah. And just before we sign off, I'd like to say it is primary school. school. It's primary school. school. <laughs> primary school. <laughs> I'm getting a bit too passionate about this. <laughs> Bye. Primary school.